You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Bowie, Dylan, Marley. You've heard the names and maybe you've heard their songs. But what about the stories behind the records that make titans of music like these so universally loved and important? Join me, Josh Adam Myers, host of The 500, as each week I go through a different album from Rolling Stone Magazine's 500 Greatest Albums list from 2012 with an incredible lineup of comedians, actors, and musicians talking about how the music has impacted their lives. New episodes of The 500 come out every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to episode 111, 111 of the Manage Mental Podcast, a weekly discussion on hot topics in the music biz for the up-and-comers, the brand newbies, the beginners, and aspiring rock stars of tomorrow. This podcast is propelled by your input and feedback, so please rate and review and leave us a comment on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this show. We would like to give a big thanks to David Coloma for our newest five-star rating and positive review on Apple Podcasts. I am your host, Mr. Blasco, and as always, I am joined by my good friend, the co-host from the other coast, Mr. Mike Mowry. What's up, my main man, Big Bad Blasco? How you doing today, my friend? All good, buddy. Uh, in the last episode, we answered some of your questions, uh, so keep sending those in, askblasco at gmail.com. Uh, That was a really great episode, so check it out if you haven't already. This week, we talk more about my favorite topic, word of mouth marketing. This is going to be killer, so let's get mental. Oh, yeah. Uh, So, Mike, I know that um, uh, word of mouth marketing is something that we talk a lot about. That is because I believe that is probably one of the single most important aspects of a young, up-and-coming, budding career of the independent musician because you know we don't have uh, access to terrestrial radio mtv doesn't exist anymore um there's a lot of noise out there and um we've got to we've got to fight man we've got to we got to we got to we got to be heard and the the one and most uh successful way of doing that is by creating a word of mouth buzz i mean that is how we have found you know it's like within management what's the thing that we always hear like you know, a manager will find you. And how is a good manager going to find you? Because there's a buzz and the buzz is built by word of mouth, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's sort of that foundation and the inspiring thing. And we talk about this a lot is, you know, this is the stuff that, that you can have a direct influence on, you know, yep, with, with totally. the removal of those gatekeepers and the, the powers that be that controlled, you know, terrestrial radio and, you know, MTV and the things that you're talking about now with those out of the way, and all of the tools at, you know, each respective bands or their team's hands, this is this is what you can do, but it does take work. And we're here to, to help you guys kind of sift through the stuff that's worth working on. No doubt. Um, so I found this post by uh, James Shotwell um, of Holix. And Holix, um, and Mike, maybe you have to educate me a little bit, but Holix is the service that labels use to 
uh, service an album to press before release date. And it's a uh, private streaming site that someone needs to log in with uh, a designated account so that they can listen to an album and review it or do whatever it is that they need to do. But it protects the artist so that the album doesn't leak before it comes out. Yeah, man, it sounds like you got it kind of nailed. I mean, <clears throat> the way that we've used it uh, is it, it, and the other helpful thing is it watermarks it. So let's say I wanted to share with you a new record. Uh, I wanted to get your opinion or wanted to allow you to review it. And I was worried that, you know, for whatever reason, not because I don't trust you, but because, you know, all kinds of crazy things happen in this great big bad, uh, you know, thing called the internet, I would create a link. So Holix allows me to create a link specifically for, your email and then i can send it to you in a variety of ways well i can send it to you with a link and then i can set the preferences that you can either just stream it or you can actually download it if that's what you prefer but inevitably it got your information tagged into whatever that is and so if for some reason you know someone broke into your let's say you were working in a shared space and you know somehow somebody got on your computer and leaked it we would know uh, that's where it came from. And one of the other handy tools is we can actually see if you've listened to it. Um, and I think that's helpful for a lot of people who are trying to, you know, get the music out, especially in the PR world. You can literally tell whether you've listened to it. Uh, I, I'm not sure. You know, I think if it's set up for streaming, I can tell how many times you've listened to it. If you download it, I don't know if that's correct. But yeah, it's a cool tool. And James is a great guy. He's really smart and really passionate about helping developing artists. So I'm excited for his article. Yeah. And on the uh, subject of word of mouth marketing and holics. So here's an interesting uh, way that we used it recently is that um, we had an album coming out with the client. And a week before the album came out, we used holics to send the album to a about a dozen of uh, very, um, uh, very connected followers that the artist has via a private Facebook group. So we knew that they were, you know, they were, they were, they were trusted fans and we actually sent them a link of the album a week before it came out under the premise that they were going to listen to the album and film themselves, um, doing a reaction video of while they listened to the record before it came out. And we used those videos before the album came out as a way to promote it by building word of mouth, like as what other way is there to build a word of mouth other than fans talking to other fans about how great something about your artist is. So um, interesting uh, idea. And um, we did that and uh, it was, it was pretty fun. Pretty yeah. Cool. I mean, I, I, my hat is off to you. Uh, I find that, you know, one of the reasons that I love doing this stuff with you is you are consistently thinking of new creative ways to, to, you know, sort of foster this word of mouth stuff. So um, everyone out there listening, follow Blasco and follow the artists that he works with, because to me, can, you know, time and time again, he's kind of thinking of different ways and things that you can kind of piggyback off of um, for this word of mouth uh, marketing stuff. Hell yeah. So James's article is called three tips for boosting word of mouth about your music. And I found it on Hypebot. Uh, and it starts off like this in a world filled with limitless opportunities for promotion. Word of mouth remains the most powerful tool in music marketing. Great marketing is the key to success in music today. The problem is everyone trying to make it in music right now knows that to be true. 
There is a secret to cutting through the noise that has worked for artists throughout history that will undoubtedly work for you as well. Every artist is different, and the same is true for the fans of every artist. No two fan bases are alike. To empower your fans to the best of your abilities, you will need to try new approaches to the tips below until you discover what works best for you and your audience. So here we go. Let me chime in real quick here because I do appreciate it and I'm not picking this apart just to be uh, picky, but no two fan bases are alike. He is correct. Not exactly alike is really what I would say. There's enough overlap between certain fan bases that you can really watch what someone's doing. And we've talked about reverse engineering things. Um, you know, it wasn't specific to marketing when we've covered those, but you can go and take a look at what somebody's doing and then shape it to what your fan base is. So that's the only little caveat that I would make here. 100%. Uh, number one, identify your most engaged fans and treat them well. Finding your most valuable fans is easy. Watch your mentions on social networks, read fan mail, and look at who lines up to attend your shows. Identify who those followers are and make them feel as important as you know they are, preferably without initially asking anything of them. Tell them you appreciate their support, reply to their questions, engage with their comments, follow them online. Do what you can uh, do what you can to let them know they matter to you and they will work even harder to raise awareness for your art. I mean, what's so cool about this is, you know, even though James is is pointing it out and writing these these sentences, this is what most people are doing anyways. So I know a lot of times, you know, to me, some of the stuff even that we talk about, I'm like, man, putting this into practice is challenging. It takes work. Well, it does take work, but this first thing is something that most artists should be doing naturally. If you're not doing it naturally, uh, then, you know, ask, ask yourself some questions as to why it isn't happening organically for you. But this is what people do. You watch your socials, you read the mail that comes in, you look at who's coming to your shows, whether it's those who are lining up or those who are spending time at the merch table. This is the stuff that's easy. What he's trying to get you to do is just shift kind of how you approach it. You're going to go and, and make them feel important. That may not be the natural part. And what I love that he says is you're doing it initially without asking anything of them. You know, and that's kind of how everything starts is somebody supports you, you genuinely thank them, and sort of this feedback cycle starts. Um, so it's very simple. And the good news is most of you are doing it anyways. Yeah. And and for those of you that aren't, um, you know, this is basic stuff, but it's really important. And And a lot of times I find that people just inherently don't know that something is basic as this is as important as it is. Um, maybe set aside, you know, 30 minutes a day, an hour a day to where it's just time to engage with your super fans, right? And yes, don't ask them for anything specifically, just engage with them, engage in conversation, ask them questions like, what would you like us to do next or whatever? But this is case in point of exactly my example that I said in the intro. We identified core fans that were in a private Facebook group. 
because you know we have a level of uh, of relationship with them we gave them something in in return that we asked them for for to get something in return we gave them the album in advance for them to listen to in return what we wanted was them to video themselves and post it on youtube and make a reaction video of their reaction to hearing the album for the first time before the album had actually come out. And that was a very important tool, but this is exactly the type of thing that he's setting here in, you know, in number one, uh, number two, keep your social media presence updated and engaging. It's hard to promote someone who is bad at promoting themselves. Empowering fans to promote you begins with promoting yourself in a way that connects with people on a personal level. That includes, but is not limited to, maintaining your presence on social media. That means posting regularly, yes, but also posting things that let people connect with the artist behind the music. Showcase your personality. Talk about things you're interested in, and don't be afraid to broadcast yourself using Facebook or Instagram's live capabilities. Yeah, I mean, I don't know any artists who are, you know, successful that aren't already doing this. And I'm going to guess that most of you out there in loyal listener land who, you know, are aspiring artists understand the value of this. You know, that said, just as Blasco pointed out in the previous, uh, you know, strategy, you know, it takes time. And so set time aside to make sure that you actually have something that's of interest and of value, you know, to your fans. Um, if you're not good at it, it doesn't come naturally uh, or you don't have that time. Look to someone else in the band or someone outside of the band. We've done things where we've allowed you know, some of the most dedicated fans to to help us, if not be the person in charge of certain aspects of our socials for, for some of our properties. You know, I mean, you talk about a, a closed Facebook group of super fans. I've had it where we've we've taken, you know, we've identified just in step one, our most engaged fans and treat them well. Well, what's part of that treatment? We allow them to be the administrators of, you know, private groups. Um, and and that's a really good way to you know, um, be able to do more than we would by ourselves. So, yeah, I think those are, and of course, you know, indicates going live, you know, there's so many different things that you need to be able to stay on top of and be able to engage in. Um, so yeah, another great strategy here. Yeah. And I'll add to that. Um, when he says posting regularly and I can't stress enough that, you know, the out, like, Look, Instagram and Facebook, I mean, Instagram probably being the single most important platform for you to be on, you have to post on a regular basis or the algorithm will eat you alive. Um, I spend the first hour of my day, I get coffee, I feed the cats, I get coffee, and then I sit down from 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. And in that hour, I am just posting on Instagram personally and then for clients. And, uh, and that is both, and that is, you know, that's both a regular post as well as stuff that I'm putting in stories, um, that has, you know, linkable actions to, you know, merch or record or pre-orders or whatever, but it has to happen every day on daily basis. And with that, you get in a rhythm of posting, and then you also start to learn more of what your fans 
want you to post up. Like, when, like I initially, like even just like for my own page, like I, I realized, like, I realized like, oh, the pictures of my cats get less likes than me posting pictures of myself rocking out with Ozzy or something. Right. right. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of a bummer because I wish my cats would become Instagram famous so that they could actually pay for themselves. Um, but, um, but people, but what I've noticed is that people will actually want to see more of me doing what I do, which is, I guess, makes sense because why are they following me? They're not following Instagram pages of my cats. They're following me. So they want to see more of me. But anyway, it was a lesson learned that, um, they want to see more of me. So whenever I started posting more of that, I got a higher level of engagement and that goes with the band too. You know, is it, you know, is it a thing where like, you know, you've got to post like memes or funny videos or just something to get engagement that kind of echoes the sentiment of what your personality is. Um, You got to dig deep, but you can't just, it can't just be something like, here's a picture of my headstock from guitar or, you know, from, from band rehearsal. Uh, like, unless of course that's getting a shit ton of likes and engagement, then great. Then do more of that. But it's important to post on a regular basis because of the fact that you understand more what your fans are engaging with. Um, and it's important to give them more of whatever that is. And there's a lot of backend analytical, uh, stuff that you can see on, on Instagram. That's really helpful in terms of determining what's a good time to post on a regular basis, what types of things, et cetera, et cetera. So um, I'm, I'm really feeling that even though this is a very simple layout, uh, it, it's really important to me to, to be consistent and post good contact. What, what's, what's your, uh, what's your phrase, Mike? <laughs> yeah, here's, I was going to the make great stuff yeah. as we'll transition, but you know, uh, great content done consistently over time is, is really the one. And that's what you just talked about, right? I mean, you know, you're posting content, you probably presume that it's good enough or great, but what the algorithm allows you to understand is what is really great for your audience, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I think the beauty in what you just said is that, you know, y- you know, you still do post certain things about your cats. And though, you know, there's a certain subsection of your fans that do really like that. And what it allows for a guy like me who doesn't give two shits about cats. I'm sorry to tell you, uh, but I like you and I like that. Now I know something more about you, right? It makes Blasco, not just the badass bass player that's up there, uh, you know, on stage with Ozzy, not the badass manager that takes care of so many successful clients. It makes you human, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and that's what, you know, again, you go back to the headstock, you know, it's one of those where if you've got a cool story around it, you know, that you'll have, and, and, and what, I found is you can craft cool stories and you know if you want to get your headstock in there you know part of it might be how do you how do you get the headstock in with something else it's not just the headstock how are you framing it and then how are you presenting the story and you know you also just have to do what is important to you at certain points even if it's not getting the highest engagement but like Blasco said, he's got to go back and realize, okay, what's, what's putting the, you know, the bread on the table. That's him, him rocking out. So he's going to, you know, post stuff about that. I'm going to guess you do it at least half of the time at this point. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So great tools, great analytics. This is stuff that, you know, you don't have to understand out of the gates. Blasco is a walking example of someone who's doing it on a daily basis. That's the consistency part of great content done consistently. And now he's got time on his side. He's been doing this for, I mean, Instagram has been, <laughs> I think mm-hmm. it's been around like eight or nine years now, which is kind of crazy. So, yeah. And here's, here's another tip. Um, pulling all of these, uh, pulling all of these items together is that make a hashtag that is specifically yours and promote it and get your fans to post photos, videos of themselves engaging with your band or your brand on some level, but make sure that you, uh, you make them use your hashtag because 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 someone might be like, oh, oh my god, post every day. How the fuck am I going to find something to post every day? Well, here's 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 a tip: is that the majority of content that I find, the fans are posting because they tag it. So I'll go to an artist hashtag, and there'll be someone there posting a photo of their kid holding the record, or or uh, or they'll they'll post a video of you know a live show or whatever, and I'll repurpose that content, and of course I'll. I'll tag the person, but then they're, but then they always kind of hit me up and they're like, Oh, oh my God, thanks for reposting my, my stuff. You know, thanks for, for reposting my, my content that I made of you guys. And it makes them feel really good. So use hashtags very wisely, make something that is proprietary to your band and, and, and send that out. Let your fans know what that hashtag is and encourage them to whenever they're posting about your band to use that hashtag so that you can repurpose that content. And, uh, and it's good for both of you. A, you have content. B, you're engaging with your fan base and growing that relationship. And, um, and it goes back to point one of, of James Shotwell's strategies here, even though we're only on number two, you found the most engaged fans or you found engaged fans. These might not even be the most engaged, but you've treated them well. You've you've actually tagged them and you've thanked them for the content that they've created for you. So as you can see, this stuff kind of builds on itself as you do it more and more and more. Um, and, and that's that's what's really cool to see once you get in this stuff and start working it on a daily basis. Totally. Uh, number three, make great stuff. This tip is relatively straightforward. People promote stuff they like, so make the best stuff you possibly can. People also know when your heart isn't behind something, and if they sense that might be true for your latest creation, uh, they will not feel inclined to promote it. Make the best things you can with the skills you have. Devote every last drop of yourself into the process, and a response will come. Do anything less, and you will be doomed to obscurity forever look at that baby <laughs> what better way to end a sentence for for our podcast than doomed to ex, to obscurity forever <laughs> forever what i think is is kind of a, a cool underlying current to this point is you know in this age when everybody's trying to cut through immediately a lot of people abandon what is is true to them for the sake of what they think everybody wants and you know, one of my clients who's having a lot of success right now, uh, you know, I've been working with them for over a handful of years and we're having success be- 
and I, I attribute a large part of that to the message has always stayed the same. Haven't jumped onto any trends uh, outside of what they were doing, continued to do what they were doing. And now the timing, finally, it's their turn, right? Finally, it's one of those things where because the message has been true, they've built that real great set of loyal, loyal fans. That's kind of just like a concentric circles. You know, you drop the pebble in the middle of the pond and it ripples outward. And had they bounced around on all these different trends, we'd be in a very different spot and, and, you know, it wouldn't be our time. And so I think that's, what's cool here is you've got to share, you know, what's, what is true to you, even if it doesn't seem like the fan base is as big as you want it. Because if you do that consistently and your message is something worth, you know, uh, connect or it, not even worth connecting, your message is something that's connecting as you continue to do it consistently, you'll see the results. Yeah. And, you know, look, Mike, I, I kind of want to point out something here that this is all easy stuff. This is basic stuff, right? Like the, the, you, I feel like people become overwhelmed. It's like option paralysis of like, I know that I have to be on social media, although I don't know where to begin because I'm overwhelmed. There's so many platforms. There's so many styles. There's so many algorithms. There's, 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 I can't reach my fans. Like, like I don't know what to post. Like it's, it's just like, like remove all of that hysteria for a minute and just focus on core relationship building right? Like how do you make friends in real life? You know, like this is just like, I want everyone to kind of understand that this doesn't have to be as hard as it could seem because there's just so much information out there that it can be overwhelming, but this is basic stuff. And it only becomes more and more basic. It's just that you get more fans. And as you get more fans, it doesn't have to become more complicated. It, it can still be this simple. Post and connect. Keep it consistent. Make sure it's good stuff. Like, what do you want to look at? Like, whenever you're scrolling through your Instagram feed, what do you stop and double tap to heart it? What do you stop and double heart and double tap it and then make a comment? What are those moments that you're doing on someone else's platform? And try and recreate those moments so that someone else scrolling through your feed will stop and like it and comment on it because that's what you want. And because whenever they comment or whenever they, they like it, that means that you know that you're doing something that's engaging them and you want to, you want to engage back. You, if they make a comment, you want to heart that comment or you want to reply to that comment. You know, a lot of times it's like, they're asking a question when, you know, when does your album come out or how can I, how can I get this? Or when can I see you play or whatever? It's like, man, like you, you're your own customer service department. Like you gotta be, you gotta be on that stuff, but this is not daunting. This is not overwhelming. This is easy shit. You just got to set aside some time every day to post and engage and let it build and let it grow. And then you won't be doomed to obscurity forever. <laughs> <laughs> Very well put. And I mean, I guess, you know, internally, if you're in a band, you know, you got to hold each other accountable. Um, if you're not, you got to look to some outside source to hold you accountable until you can be accountable to yourself. Because I think Blasco nails the point. It ain't hard. It's just about doing it. 
look, all of us are are competing for, you know, there our time is is scarce. Many of us that are doing these things. And so um yeah, I think that's really the key is if you know you need to do it. And part of the reason you know it is you listen to this podcast, you're worried about building your career, maybe not worried about it. You're interested in building your career or helping somebody out who's trying to build a career. We're sitting here, you know, this is uh, the value of what Blasco and I are able to share is this is real life experience in doing this for a combined, you know, 35, 40 years, 50 years, whatever it is that we've got between us. Um, And so, you know, listen up, hold one another accountable, support one another and, uh, you know, keep at it. That consistency, you do it with that great content, time's on your side. And eventually you're, you're the ones that are out there giving advice because you've had that success as well. Hell yeah. Well, that concludes episode 111. Thank you for tuning in. We will be back here next week. In the meantime, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Blasco1313. We encourage you to email us any questions or comments you have for the podcast to me directly at askblasco at gmail.com. If you have listened this far, much respect to you for making efforts to educate yourselves and taking your future into your own hands. Mike, any final parting thoughts? You guys can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Mike Loop. And if you're interested in taking your music business career a step further, check out what we have to offer over at OuterLoopCoaching.com. Blasco, always a pleasure to uh, run through an episode with you. Can't believe we're at number 111. Uh, so if you guys are interested, go back and listen to some of the older shows. It's been a, been a real joy thus far. Great. Thanks, everyone. Peace. One Hit Thunder is a podcast where we both celebrate and have a good laugh about bands and artists that had just one hit that we all know. Each week, we're joined by a guest from the world of music or comedy to learn more than you ever thought you would about some songs that you can't forget, and we decide if they brought the One Hit Thunder or nothing more than a One Hit Blunder. Look, if you listen to the show, you're probably going to laugh, and I guarantee you're going to crush next time the bar has music trivia. Tag Team, Jane Child, Meredith Brooks, Looking Glass, Sean Mullins, Eiffel 65, EMF, Crash Test Dummies, Crazy Town, Chumbawamba. We have hundreds of episodes in our back catalog and a new episode each week. So pass the duchy, make sure you're connected, and subscribe to One Hit Thunder wherever you get your pods. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network.